His record stands at 29 wins, 20 by knockout. One contentious draw, you won that one as well. He went to Germany, took Klitschko's belts. He went to America, was robbed of the WBC heavyweight title. John Allen, Brazil Sports Breakfast, the people's champion. The Gypsy King, good morning. Unbeaten heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. Tyson, good morning. Good morning, mate. Good morning, and after an intro like that. Oh, hey, we you, that? you missed one thing. I went to Saudi Arabia and beat Braun Strowman in the WWE as well. <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Oh, no, come no, no, no. on. Of course that it does. Count. Oh, He's not giving you. He's not giving. Why are you not giving him it? Oh, come on. Nobody hits anyone in that. They don't. I'd like him to go and have a little tryout. I'll take him on. I'll and, take and him feel, on. And feel how painful it is to get slammed above someone nearly seven foot's head onto a hard canvas. Tyson, if you can arrange that. Uh, that would be perfect. I'll get him down to the training centre in Orlando and we'll see how uh, uncontacted it is. I wasn't going to bring it up, but what made you do that? Uh, listen, it was fantastic well, entertainment, but yeah. what made you do it? Well, I've been a lifelong WWE fan all my life. Really? Watched it all the time. Been a big fan of all the big, big wrestlers. And now my son is, my oldest daughter is. They love it. They play the PlayStation game every single day. They wrestle up and down in school and wherever else. What child doesn't like wrestling? But I'm guessing, that, I mean, to get into that, that that arena, that stage, it's something you must have done. You can't just go like, click your fingers saying, right, I'm going to take on a top, top wrestler. Yeah, I did. I'm athletic enough to be able to learn quickly. Vince McMahon said he's recruited all sports stars from all different sports and he's never seen someone come into their game, have a couple of training sessions and pick it up like that. Yeah. I look like a natural in there. Well, uh, here's something you didn't understand. You didn't realise. My he wasn't my granddad, but I treat him like my granddad in Glasgow. I used to help him put the ring up at Kelvin Hall for the wrestling. No. Yes, there you go. You didn't know that. Well, that was for all the big fights and the wrestling. It yes. was always at the Kelvin yeah. Hall. Jim Watt fought at the Kelvin Hall. That was Hall. proper wrestling. It was the great suspect Tyson. You know, that was Mick McManus and people like that. And Jackie Palo and I all know, those boys. Yes. Brilliant. So uh, it, it was that a one off? Um, we've left the door open. See, um, I think you Wrestle like it. WrestleMania's coming up in April. So, yeah, who knows? Never really? say never, for sure. Where's, yeah. where's WrestleMania? It, it'll be in Florida. Ah, oh, tremendous. What did Barry, when you told Barry, what did, what did sorry, um, Frank, Frank, Frank was in the big <laughs> Arsenal fan. And I, I, I spoke to Frank and he just shook his head. He went, oh, look, don't ask me. Don't ask me. What did Frank say? Frank didn't know until he saw me live on Fox Network fighting. <sighs> How was that received? It wasn't. Uh, it didn't go down too well with management, promoters, trainers, family. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Wilder fight! You're gonna get injured." <laughs> it's like the Wilder fight may as well be a million moons away. There's so much going to happen in between now and the Deontay Wilder fight. Why would I even be thinking about Deontay Wilder months before I'm even fighting yeah. him? Right, I've got to ask you. Moving swiftly on, right? There's so much going on. There's so much happened. There's so much to happen. I would suggest. Why the book right now? I think it's the right time for the book right now because there's a lot of people out there suffering with mental health. It's a big epidemic at the moment. You know, the government's going to spend 800 odd million quid on, on mental health. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that need hope, help, and uh, the will to just go forward and open up to people's and and this book gives a real insight in what it's like to bottle it all up and not tell anyone and, and hide it and be ashamed of it and it gives you an, an insight on what it's like to come out and, well, and did that come to you early doors early when you were at school or yeah i've always suffered with anxiety and depression but i never knew what it was yeah. up until i got educated on it in 2016. So I used to suffer and think, oh, this is just the way that life is. I thought it was like a mood swing to begin with. I didn't know, I didn't understand it. Mm. Always happy, unhappy, up and downs, highs and lows.
And it wasn't until I had a mental breakdown in 2017 that I really got to grips and started getting educated on the matter and learning all about it. When you say a mental breakdown, you were just confused. You think, what's wrong with me? What, why, why am I like this? Or when did you realise I'm having a breakdown? I've, I've had a couple of breakdowns in my uh, in my life. Yeah. Um, the biggest ones that stand out, one was in 2012. That was the first time of all the depression I've had in my life where I start thinking about suicide. Oh. and start thinking about mm. uh, smashing cars into trees and <clears throat> jumping in front of trains and off bridges and stuff. And I didn't know why I was feeling like this because I was undefeated. I was British and Commonwealth champion at that time. I had a, a good career going and I just felt most of the time like I didn't want to live anymore and I didn't want to be on this planet. Um, were, were you scared to tell someone, talk about it? or I was afraid to come out with it because, you know, I come from a long line of fighting men and I'm supposed to be a big tough box yeah. and nothing can faze me. And all of a sudden I've got all these problems and I feel as vulnerable as a, as a child. Do you know, um, you know who suffers big, uh, Tyson? I didn't realise, the cricketers, they have big problems with this. And if you look at sports, suicide yeah. rates, cricket is terrible because they're away from home for so long, they're under pressure, you know, it's you against the bowler, stuff like that. Um, a few of the cricketers have told me it's horrendous. Horrendous. Tyson, I was going to say to you, <clears throat> could, could I suggest, could this actually be your greatest achievement? Could this be greater than boxing, what you're doing here? Making awareness of this? Because make no mistake about it, you'll you know, you know better than me. 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, nobody spoke about it. Exactly. You know, I think one of the first high-profile sportsmen was Frank Bruno. Yeah. And, and he was the first one who started coming out of it, and he, he was, his problems were publicly documented. Um, mm. And that's why I became an ambassador for the Frank Bruno Foundation, because Frank was one of the first big stars in this country to open up about it. Um, yeah, so I'm just following on from that, really. And I think this is a bigger than boxing, much bigger yeah. than boxing. And this is the reason I came back and made the second career, second journey. Not for any other reason other than to, to document and to let people know how you can come back from mm. suicide to back to the top. Um, and this is chapter eight in the book, isn't it? Chapter eight, I believe. Uh, the dark sees you discuss your mental health. Yeah. So even just for that, it's worth getting a hold Absolutely. of the book. You know, it, <clears throat> I don't hold back any, any punches in this book. And when I started writing this book three years ago, <clears throat> I was very mentally unwell. I was drinking heavily. I didn't want to live on a daily basis. And I was 28 stone in weight. And that's from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. All this stuff's going on. I'm, I've headlined twice in Las Vegas. I've been headlined in Saudi Arabia. I've got a, a single coming out with Robbie Williams, an ITV documentary, an autobiography. Yeah. So it's all gone from, from absolutely terrible, disastrous moments in my life yeah. to, to as best as it could ever be. So someone listening this morning, who do they go and see? Is it... It's not a doctor. Who do they have to see if they're feeling some of the symptoms you're, you're telling us about, there, which is in the book? Suffering with mental health <clears throat> problems, they need to seek medical advice immediately, whether it's a psychiatrist, whether it's con confiding friends. And don't be scared to do that. Definitely not. The sooner you get to grips with you need help, the sooner you're, you can get into the recovery. If I would have went 10 years ago, I may not have had the breakdown, I may not have been through all this trauma, I may not have almost killed myself. Um, so as soon as you go to see the doctors and get well again, seek medical yeah. advice, the sooner you can get but, back to the But this is incredible normal. because you, you were talking earlier about jumping in front of a truck or, a, 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 or wrapping your car around a tree. And yet, for me, that walk, when you're when the, when the noise comes out, the music comes out, and you walk to that ring, that must be... For me, that's terrifying. But, you've, you, you know, you revel in it now. Is that what you feel at home? Well, there's, there's two characters to Tyson Fury. There's Tyson Fury, the man, and then there's the Gypsy King, the entertainer. And it's totally two different people. 
you wouldn't believe how different them two people mm. are. It's like another person sat there. It's, it's not me today. Mm. It's an entertainer. It's somebody who's never been affected by mental health. If that makes any sense at all, the Gypsy King has been very pissed off with Tyson Fury as a man mm. because the man has been affected by by stuff that can bring everyone down. But Gypsy King has never, ever had any defaults. Yeah. He's done mm -hmm. everything asked of him. He's been all around the world and boxed all the best champions has been. And he's never, ever defaulted. Which character do you prefer? Well, do you know, when I'm when I'm in a boxing ring and when I'm doing my stuff and entertaining, then the Gypsy King comes out and he thrives. But while I'm at home and while I'm doing day-to-day -day stuff and while I'm just a normal person, a husband, a father, a son, then Tyson Fury, the man, is where I want to be. Fabulous. And before, I always mm. used to wear a mask. Always. That's why the book's called Behind the Mask. I used to put on an act. I was a performing monkey. Wind me up, watch me go. And that's how it was for years. Yeah. Because being a good boxer wasn't enough. Never. It's never enough. Because even if you're a top boxer, but nobody's interested in what you do, mm. then it's pointless. Mm. To be a big pay-per-view star, to be a crossover star, to make people want to watch and get big viewing figures, you have to do something. You have to act like a crazy man. Mm. And if you look at all the great champions from the past, the ones we can remember, yeah, they were all outgoing, controversial. Yeah. They were all showmen, every yeah. one of them. Mm. And, and that's what I had to portray. But now, it's like I, I can just... Now I've got to that level, I just be me now. There's no mask anymore, there's no performances, nothing. All me. We were singing Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. When them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, This'll be the day that I die. What? This'll be the day that I die. So when's the song coming out? It's coming out in a couple of weeks. It's, it's actually released today on uh, like a special thing, but it'll be Go out. for Christmas number one. It'll be out in a few days. Chris Kamara was in there. He said he's going to be number one. Well, we're four to one favourite over Lewis Capaldi and Ed Sheeran at the moment with That's the on, That price, four to one favourite ahead yeah. of those two. Yeah. What price is Cammy? A uh, hundred to one. A <laughs> hundred to one, Cammy. <laughs> He'd be better singing easy with the Commodores, wouldn't he? You know, doing a double. <laughs> <laughs> right, I want to move on to the book if I may, because we, we love our boxing, Tyson. Absolutely love our boxing. You uh, you speak about not fighting, for example, at the Olympics. Is that something that still wrangles you a little bit? Definitely not, because I used to be quite bitter about that when I first started, and I quit boxing for a while when I was an amateur, and I thought, you know, it's not for me. I'm not going to get any fair justice here. And now I look back at it. It was a blessing in disguise that I turned professional at 20 years old instead of waiting another four years, going to Olympic Games, all that sort of stuff, because out of all the guys who were around back then, I'm the only one who's still left active. All the rest of them are retired. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the class of 2008, all done. Huge difference, isn't it? Olympics so maybe it, was a maybe it was a blessing. curse. Blessing. Yeah. to be. So to be. this is what's lovely, Tyson, right? Because I'll be honest with you, when, when the guy said to come in, I'm saying, ooh, I wonder what's sort in their view. This is great. I'm loving this. And so are people outstanding to listen to Tyson Fury on the Sports Breakfast. Talk about his personal depression. What an inspiration. Mm -hmm. Another one I never thought uh, you would fight again, Tyson. He's an inspiration. Get your belts. Good luck, big man. Another one, when he talks seriously, not trash talk, he speaks so much sense and is very honest. This is great. People are loving it. There we go. Let's keep it rolling then. Right, yes. here's, my, here's my next question for you. Emmanuel Stewart, a big name, massive, massive name in boxing, obviously. Hearns, De La Hoya, Holyfield. How important was he initially in your career? Very important. And I had the opportunity to go there.
and uh, I wasn't ready at the beginning to go. I had a lot of stuff on with it. Was that the Bronx gym? Yes. And no, in the Cronk gym, yeah. Cronk, I beg your pardon. And then I ended up going. I thought to myself, if I don't go over to America, I'm going to regret it forever. Yeah. Maybe this opportunity will never come again, and I won't get to train with the world's best trainer. So I just landed over there. Didn't even know I was coming. Landed in up to the intimidated gym. or not? No, not at all. Walked in the gym. I was like, it's Emmanuel Stewart here. There's like, who are you? I was like, I'm the next heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. <laughs> what did he say? They took me down to see him, and that was it. I, mo I moved in his house that day. Um, we moved in. I was there for three weeks in Detroit with him. We trained every day. We talked about a lot of stuff. He had a lot of knowledge on boxing. It wasn't just physical where he was great. He was great at communicating with the fighter and talking over fights and stuff. Did you talk about demons you've you've had in the past? And... No, we, we just kept it to boxing right. and that sort of stuff. But you must have had an unbelievable, unbelievable belief and confidence. I mean, the Crunk Gym in Detroit is the gym in the world, the boxing gym in the world, and you felt confident enough to walk in and say, I'm the man. 100%. Oh, yeah. Because... I've never ever doubted my own belief and I went there and everybody above cruiserweight, light heavyweight got in the ring with me and I smashed them, even though I was only 21 years old. Anyone they brung, I was even sparring two and three fighters at a time, the light ones, they couldn't believe it. Really? <laughs> Ali, have you had that, I know you have, haven't you? I was going to say, have you had that confidence? I've never had confidence like that, never. I have to be quite honest, I don't think I've ever had confidence like that. Mm. I've never been. I don't think I've been short of confidence, but I've never had confidence like that. that no, must I didn't be, say confidence. I, I didn't say words. I meant confidence. It must you, be. You've never been short of words. No, or, or or slight confidence, but that must be a fantastic place to be, where you just you don't actually believe. You just it, feel it. it eh? In boxing, yeah, it's a fantastic place, and there's a song, and it goes like this: I talk like this because I can back it up. Yeah. That's what I've done but 30 what did, what times did, in a row, baby. But, but, the, but the Yanks seeing you coming in the ring, they're like, oh, let me have a go at him, and you just. Smashed them. Do you know what it is? I've never been, I've never been shy in the in the boxing ring. I never ever doubted my own ability. And you know what the thing is about it is, it's just a fight. Yeah. And if they're gonna beat me up, crack on with it. And if they can't, then I move on to the next mm. one. Tyson, tell me when you're on the deck, and everyone's thinking, can he get up? Can he get up? Were you just composing yourself, saying, I'm okay. I'll just bide my time. Another couple of seconds, I'll get up. Because people thought, I can't believe it. No, he can't get up I, from I this. Think the, I, what were you thinking? Dare I say, I think the vast majority of people watching that, I mean, somebody somebody likened it to Schwarzenegger in, in the, pre, the Terminator movie. He's, he's finished. The light's just about out. And all of a sudden, what happened? How, how, how did you get up? Well, I rose like a phoenix from the ashes. <laughs> no, it... it it's an instinct thing. It's a natural ability to recover fast. Mm. And, you know, if there's any, any breath left in the body, I will continue to fight back. But I'm very experienced in this game, and I've been around it a long time. I've studied it all my life. I was brought up in gyms. I'm a gym rat. So what I don't know about boxing ain't worth knowing. Yeah. And I know when you've been hit and hurt and dropped or, or buzzed or stung or whatever, then you take a knee and you don't get up until your mind's clear. A lot of these inexperienced fights, you see it with world champions even, they get dropped... Ego thing, they jump straight back up. Yeah. They're not ready. Yeah. They get yeah. tagged again and they go again. That's why you've got yeah. 10. That's why you've got 10. And you don't have to get up till 8. Correct. Well, that, so I use what did he say to you? What did the referee, I know he's looking at you, did he say anything to you yes, there? Yes, he, he did. When I got up, he went, can you continue? I said, yes. He went, move to the left. Move to the left, a little jog to the left. Move to the right, jog to the right. He went, are you sure you're going to say 100% let's go? Because in the changing room, he said to me, it was, it was on camera actually, you can yeah. view it on YouTube somewhere. He said, if one of you go down, God forbid, he said, I'll ask you to get up and move to the left, move to the right. He said, show me you're okay. I put both hands on his shoulders, looked in his eyes and said, I'm okay. 
Clear Good. like that. Do you know what was yeah. unbelievable? And t- arguably more unbelievable than getting up. I reckon you finished the stronger in the round, which I, I, I find staggering. Yes, yeah, I fired back into him and I thought, you know, it's shit or bust, excuse me, language. And that's the mentality I have firefighter, gunslinger. Mm. You know, it's either him or me. When I'm in that situation, 99% of the time is you or me, and I'm ready to go down swinging. But what happened was he came in to finish me. Mm. I put both hands behind my back, slipped to the left, slipped to the right, and come back with a big right hand and a big left hook, bang on target, and he went. So I was lucky enough to catch him, and when I was fighting fire with fire, it worked. I was just seen with Joe Calzaghe many, many times when he's been dropped in the past. Yeah. Gets back up, fires back in, yeah. bam, there you go. Um, what, did, what did he say to you the end, Wilder? What did he say? He just said a hell of a fight, thank you very much. Did he? Yeah, but what it was with their team, the whole team, Al Heyman, um, Lou DiBella, the, the trainers of him, him, his management, everybody, they thought they were taking someone who was coming for a paycheck because yeah, I made them believe I was turning up for the money. Yeah. That I had no ambition anymore, I was fat as a pig, and I'd just come out, out of a two-and-a-half-year layoff and lost 10 stone did that what are you suicidal thoughts mental go, health going problems. in to take him on looking look at you now you look fantastic but that fight did, did you think to yourself am i ready for this or just mentally you thought no nah, i can take this guy well the thing is again i never doubt myself but the people who always believed in me my whole career from amateur to professional from yeah. the first amateur fight said i'll be world champion they all doubted me every single one of them including my dad my brothers my family my wife everybody i don't even believe my own trainer thought i was going to win that fight everyone was like optimistic oh maybe he could do this my dad didn't speak to me for two weeks before <laughs> that fight five weeks five weeks in training camp he would not talk to me because he was dead certain i was getting knocked spark out really and he said to me no matter what you're getting paid it ain't worth it to be in a wheelchair what, so. what, what did he say afterwards what can you say You've got to be very proud of an achievement like that and yeah. a performance from your son where you know where he's been from, come back from. Not everybody knows where I've been. All right, right it's wrote down in a book, but unless you saw me at that time, unless you saw me have that mental breakdown, my, I moved my dad in my house with me because I couldn't sleep in the house alone. I thought someone was coming to get me. I couldn't sleep with a light out. <laughs> I, was, I was in a mental wreck yeah. state. The only true place I thought I'd end up was padded room material. Yeah. Really? What a story. God, That's like gospel truth. I'm not here to tell lies. I don't need yeah. to. No. My life's been a roller coaster, and I don't need to tell one lie about what's happened. But I was definitely in a mental, emotional, physical mess. Wow. I was, I was verging on having a heart attack. How'd you stay away from that now? Very, very easily. I didn't have the education of managing and maintaining mental health, and it got spiralled out of control, and I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't control myself. But now I've learned to manage and maintain and I, I live a great life now I've, I've got yeah. more passion for life than I've ever had I don't want to die anymore mm. I'm so so happy and there was times where every day was grey and dull and dark and I just give up so many times but now every day is bright and you know I, like, I always like it I use this as an explanation um, Eagles wrote a song called Hotel California mm. and there's a verse in it and it says you can check out any time you want yep. but you can never <clears throat> leave and that's mental health for sure because you can check out you can go and get well again but there's always going to be points where you'll return back to it 
Yeah. But it's what you do when you return back. It's so how you manage it. is essential. Anyone listening this morning, you've got some... It could be a minor problem. It could be a major problem. Go and get some help. Yeah, talk. Yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> Couple of questions, Tyson. Yeah. What would you say to Joshua? This is Michael in Stafford. Um, Anthony, you know, that was that a big shock? It was to me. Um, will he win his next fight or is he going to get beat again? You can only do your best in life. That's what I've learned. You know, you can't you can't please everybody. Yeah. You know, he tried his best, and that was it. He wasn't good enough on the night. I'm sure he's going to train hard. And Did go. you see anything wrong when before the fight? The way he walked in, there was all these rumours flying yeah, about. Yeah, he didn't look. He didn't look right. He didn't look like he wanted to be there for whatever reason. But it was what it was. He tried his best, and that was it. You can't do any better than your best. And if it's not good enough, there's no shame in that. The shame is not doing it in the beginning, not following your dreams. Mm. But he has done. He's changed his stars, started from the bottom, straight to the top. No problem. He's done very, very well. I'm very proud of him as a person yeah. and as a sportsman. How do you rate the division right now? I think it's a great division to, to be involved in. Um, it's thriving at the moment. Heavyweight division is back, for sure, to the glory days of like the 70s yeah, and 80s. Fantastic. You know, it, it was quite dull because the Klitschko's were so dominant over everybody. No one even believed that anyone could beat them or give them a, give them a fight. Um, and now it's like everybody's out there. You've got five or six or even ten top heavyweights all wanting to fight each other. So yeah. it's a great time to be an heavyweight, and the division is on fire. The Klitschko fight. He, he, I, I, I was trying to work out at the end of it. You absolutely... He, he was confused. He didn't know what to do with you. Did he say anything to you afterwards? Was he... He, he was just, bemused. He didn't know what happened. Yeah, straight away, the excuse makers started to try and make excuses for him. They said in a press conference, oh, did you hurt your right hand? He said, no, I just couldn't get into range. And he said, if you can't land the jab, you can't land the right hand. But it was what it was, you know. I'm not here to brag about performances and all that. It was a great night for me. I, I, I beat a great champion and it, it was what it was, fantastic. It'll be the highlight of my career forever. It was my Everest really? in boxing. You can't get any better than that. Yeah. Beating an 11 reigning, 11 yeah. year reigning super champion in his own own town. Not just beat him. You just you wiped the floor with him. But it, it was what it was at that time. It, it got overlooked and it wasn't a great performance. It was boring. Yada yada yada. Whatever you know what the people yeah. say it was a <clears throat> performance, and I had to deal with that. That was the the biggest night of my life, and to be brought down like it was a rubbish fight and everyone criticised it. It was like okay. 26 title defences before me couldn't lace his boots up. Mm. But I go in there, play with him, all of a sudden he's over the hill, he's not what he once mm. was. But then two years later he comes back and yeah. he's all so great. <clears throat> he's fantastic again. He's back on top of his game. Mm. How is that possible? I don't think there's any doubt, Tyson, he was a great champion. Of course he was. Absolutely sure. great champion. Now, I want to actually take you back again. Growing up, um, who would your heroes be in boxing? Who did you look up to? Like I said before, I looked up to Prince Nassim Hamid. Yep. I looked up to Ricky Hatton. Um, used to like watching Joe Calzaghe. Um, he threw some punches, didn't he, Joe? He did, Non-stop. Non-stop, flat-out fitness. Incredible record. Um, I used to like watching Michael Spinks. Mm -hmm. And everybody remembers Spinks for getting knocked out by Tyson in a round, but Michael Spinks had a fantastic career. Light heavyweight, cruiserweight, heavyweight. You know, he, he he was really was a top boxer. I watched a lot of his fights, and I like the way he moves and puts his combinations together. Do you know what? The, the little bit I know, I remember when I first set eyes on Tyson, this little guy, no socks, yeah. black boots, black shorts. He was an animal. I thought, who is this guy? He was. He, he, I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah, he was a great, great fighter. Oof. I actually was with him a few months ago in uh, in Los Angeles. 
on his podcast, a really top fella, you know. Yeah. I really admire him for coming back and, and doing his thing, you know, getting his life back on track. That was one of the biggest shocks you can ever recall, wasn't it? Was it James Buster Douglas in Tokyo? Mm. I can remember it. Mm. It was unbelievable. Just, it was not in the cards at all. I don't think people know him uh, or got to know him, Tyson. You know, I don't know the little time you spent with him. Um, you know, he, he was he was always in the papers for the wrong reason, apart from being fantastic in the ring. But he, he's he's outside the ring. He was always getting stick. He'd done this. He'd done that. Allegations. But but this I is would the thing. He's another one who probably is very shy, very quiet. People don't understand them. Again, but this is the things I'm talking about. If you think of heavyweight champions from the past, there's been so many, but only a few stand out. What do you remember Mike Tyson for? The controversial things he did, mm. the biting hole of heel's yeah. ear off. Yeah. People don't think, oh, he was the youngest ever world heavyweight champion, 20 years old yeah. and 260 days or whatever. Correct. Mm. All controversial stuff. And Mike Tyson is probably one of the most famous men on the planet, barring nobody. Who don't know Mike Tyson from yeah. kids to mm -hmm. old people? Yeah. So the brand was sold Mike Tyson as big as Coca-Cola in his day. Mm. He had a fantastic career. He earned ex well, astronomical let's hope, let's hope he's still got money because, you know, you hear all these rumours, you know, they've nicked this off and nicked that. Well, I pray to God he's still got plenty of money. Do you know what? The money side of thing, when he had the money, he made over a billion dollars in his career. Oh. He didn't look a happy man to me. Mm. But when I saw him two months ago, whether he's skint or not, whatever he is, he's in a good place. he has joy in his life now and happiness. And you can't buy that. Even no. if you've got a trillion dollars, you can't buy happiness. Yeah. And some listeners may think, well, if I had a million quid or if I had five grand or if I had 500 yeah. quid, I'd be happier. Maybe for five minutes. Yeah. But money can't bring happiness. You've got to find it within. Because I, I love you, baby. <laughs> are we going to get number one? Do I take a bit of four to one? Are, we, are you going to be number one? Who knows? Who knows? But when you hear this Christmas song, it's absolutely so catchy. Wh when are we going to hear it? Listen, it's out today. I'm having some of that. I'm no, the book's it. out today, you numpty. The, song. the, the song's out today. On, I told uh, you. I apologise. But it's not officially <laughs> released. It's an early release. Oh, All right. Oh, can you, you can't give us a couple of bars, can you? No. Come on, come on. Because people, they'll be... Shooting down the sh well, did they go to record shops? I don't know. Don't they get know. it online, but they'll be. They'll get it just online. gives a couple of lines. Cut a couple, of, just couple. What what type of lines? Do you N want to N, you know, for so the, the song. So I'll, song. I'll sing. I'll sing the like the hook of it. Yes, yes. Grab bad Sharon from the office. Nick the champagne. Let's get off it. Just in time for Roland's. That's that number one for me. I'm a bit of a cami. Number two one. Venues, Tyson. Tyson, is it the gardens? Is it Vegas? Where, where, where do you love fighting? I've boxed all over the world in the most iconic venues on the planet, starting at York Hall, Bethnal Green. Oh, yes. I've been there. Salmon and Bull Pub, just around the corner. Yeah, in there for a few. Um, then I boxed at Madison Square Garden, New York, New York. I boxed at the MGM Grand, Grand. Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. I boxed at the Staples Centre in Los Angeles. I boxed at the O2 in Dublin. I boxed all over. Do you know what? MEN Arena. Yeah. I've got a terrible, terrible tale here, Tyson. You mentioned Ricky. You love Ricky, right? And I went to Vegas to watch Ricky. Yeah. I'd, I'd ringside. And I ended up in the Bellagio piano bar. Met, met two guys from Holyrood, my school in Glasgow. And before I knew it, I said, right, better, better go and have a quick shower, go to the fight. Well, it was over. I'd missed the fight. <laughs> I'd missed the fight. That's unacceptable. Vegas. 
How unacceptable is Mind that? Mind you, it was great. I had a great night. But Ricky, Ricky got dumped, didn't he? He was Mayweather, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was top class. Yeah. Top, top class. class, top class. One of the world's best for sure. So, um, York Hall, oh, crikey, that that must be going back a few years. Yeah, I actually won the ABAs back there as an amateur at York Hall. The final was there, and then I went back there and I had a few fights on the way up at York Hall as well. Mm. Wow, uh, great! I remember going in the smoke, and uh, it was, you're right on top of the ring as well. That was special for me. For sure, it was definitely an iconic venue. When it's full, it doesn't take a lot of people to fill yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. There's a there's a balcony around the top, yeah, and it goes around it. the top and underneath and ringside too. So yeah, great venue to box. Local venue, iconic venue. I think it's the British mecca of boxing. Yeah, Gold Bethnal Green. Wembley. That was uh, that was some night, wasn't it? Wembley when they put on the big fight there. Unbelievable. Oh. Yeah. 90,000 people. Yeah. Tyson, I want to ask you a quick question for you here. Past and present, who would you like to fight right now, given the opportunity? And of all the great fighters that have been, who would you like to have fought? Well, I don't like matching fighters from the past because I, I don't see the point in it because it's unrealistic and it can never happen. But if I was to fight someone from the past, it'd be, I don't know, the greatest of all time, maybe Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So I could just take one job and lay down. Would you would you outlip him? Would you be I'd, too clever for him? I'd outlip him, but I'd just take one jab and fall over, <laughs> just to say I got knocked out. Respect, by Ali. What about yeah. uh, now cage fighting? Someone's brought Joe in Suffolk says you're going to get involved in cage fighting. Yeah, I'm doing don't, a bit don't of training. Do, don't do that. No, I've uh, been training with Darren Till in Liverpool. Great guy, by the way. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Mentor. I've also had an offer from Conor McGregor to go to to oh. Ireland and, and and work out and, and work out and some stuff. Um, he's lost his way a little bit, Conor, hasn't he? He's lost his way a wee bit, and because uh, he sure. was a champion, he was a champ. I know, but the thing is, he's one of the world's biggest entertainers again, mm. isn't it? Mm. It it goes beyond winning or losing at a certain level, and you know, he's he's one of the, if not the biggest draw in the world of of combat sports now. So yeah, he's done fantastic in his career. We mentioned um, um, we mentioned Vegas, we mentioned Madison. What about Hollywood? Do you ever think about a bit of Hollywood? To be fair, I'm just too caught up in my own career at the moment with the boxing and with everything else that's going on. Um, Hollywood is not something that I'm interested in right now, but never say never, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Question in, Steve from Cardiff wants to know, plain and simply, will we ever get to see you and AJ in the ring? I believe 100%, yes. It's got to happen. I've got three more fights left on my contract. Uh, Wilder next. Yeah. And then if Wilder wants it again, he can. <laughs> and then I'll fight the winner of uh, Ruiz and Joshua, for sure. Ruiz, was was that a big shock to you, Ruiz? Not really, no, because... Um, quick hands, speed, wasn't it? Speed, yeah. I was probably one of the only people in the world who actually picked Ruiz to win. Um, top little fighting fella. And, you know... Game as they come, as we saw, he got knocked down in round whatever it was, two mm. or three, got back up. You know, it's a tough fight for anybody. He, people over, over, I uh, underestimate him because of the way he looks, but you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, and it's not about how body beautiful you are. It's a fight, and if the fight way, game is that meant so much to him, didn't it? That changed his life, did it not? For sure, changed his stars, and you know, I believe all things like this are meant to be because he was like the eighth option on the day. Yeah. Two, three weeks' notice goes in there, changes his style. So, yeah. fair play to the fight. They've had plenty of world champions, but I believe that was the first heavyweight, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Mexicans, first yeah. heavyweight champion of the world. What did you make of it? I, I, I don't like it, but I'm old fashioned. The, the, these internet guys who turn up and they're, they've got 20 million followers each and they're top of the bill. Uh, no, come on, surely not. But again, 
too, too severe boxing fan, they don't want to see two YouTubers have a fight. But yeah. to the outside world, all their 20 million followers or whatever, it brings more eyes to the sport than I love. So I thought it was great for boxing because you got these two YouTubers, mm -hmm. total different. The, the fans of them are like 10-year-old kids and all these, these young people. And it brings more people, more fans to boxing, which means young prospects of the future have a better sport and a better chance to make it in sport when there's more people watching and more interest yeah. in the game. Do we do enough now for young kids in big cities, you know, deprived areas? We talk about York Hall, we talk about Bethnal Green, we talk about uh, Repton Boys Club. Uh, do we do enough to, to get young kids off the street in the ring? Well, they're bringing boxing back in schools and it's coming mainstream now. For the last, say, five or six, seven years, it's been a mainstream sport in, in this country. And, you know, I believe that all, all young kids would benefit from going to a boxing gym because one thing you never see is you never go to a boxing club and find a load of little cheeky children in there, ever, yeah. because they all know what it's like to be punched in the face. Yeah. And a lot of this, this culture today of all the stabbings and all the knife crime and all the gang warfare and all that stuff, you know... Maybe if these kids were talked to a boxing gym or a local community centre mm. and they were part of something, they wouldn't have to hang around on the mm. street robbing people or stabbing people. Mm. One, one last question, Tyson, please, because I know you've got to go and do Chris Evans. One of the guys who came in a few months ago and a lot of my people, in fact, one of my guys sort of backs him from the Peacock gym, Dubois. Have you seen much of Dubois? I have, yes. I've had the opportunity to spar him as well. Did you? I've seen a few of his fights. Good. Yeah. Uh, big prospect? Big prospect. I think he's definitely a future world champion for sure. Wow, world champion. 100%. Brilliant. He's got all the attributes to be a heavyweight champion of the world. Nice man as well. I like to. I he's only a young it. kid, isn't he? Yes. Obviously, 22 years old. Very young, yeah. Very yeah. young. He's, he's, he's a young lad in a man's body. And the most important thing to do is not to rush him. Yeah. And uh, Frank Warren is a master at not doing yeah. that, so he's, uh, he's he's clever at his job. Yeah. So Tyson, Frank, Frank I have well. to say, we've, we've met some great people loved in here. It. I've loved this today, thank loved you. It. Tyson Fury, the autobiography behind the mask is out now. You've got to read this. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, mate. Luck. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks Tyson, for listening. God bless. God bless.